This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday, the 1st of September. In your Sport Today, the AFL Grand Final moves to Perth. Toby Green is banned for the rest of the season. Nick Kyrgios is out of the US Open and a cricket legend retires. This is your Sport Today. Australia added two more gold medals to their tally in Tokyo yesterday. Darren Hicks in cycling and James Turner on the track. Gabs, let's start with Hicks, who added a goal to the silver he won in the velodrome. Yeah, the medals keep coming for Hicks, who won silver in the C2 3000 metre individual pursuit to go with the gold he won yesterday in the men's C2 time trial, which is a road race over 24 kilometres. In 2014, Hicks was involved in a car crash while driving a truck. Two people died in the crash and Hicks suffered a broken back and had part of his right leg amputated. He said he used cycling to work through his grief and now he's a Paralympic Games champion. He said after the race, it's an absolute dream to hear the anthem. It's a dream to know that I've helped add to our medal tally. And a couple of hours later, it was Turner's time to take home the gold. Yeah, it was. Turner won the men's T38 400 metre final, which is his second Paralympics gold medal to go with the 800 metre final he won at Rio five years ago. Turner, who has cerebral palsy, is a former para-roo. That's Australia's Paralympics seven-a-side football team. But when his classification changed before the Rio Games, he took up athletics and has starred ever since. Turner isn't done yet either. He's still got the 100-metre final to run. Overall, Australia added two gold, four silver and five bronze on Tuesday to be an eighth spot on the medal tally. It's another big day in Tokyo. So at the end of the show, we've picked out three events worth keeping an eye out for. For the second straight year, the AFL Grand Final will not be played at the MCG. AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin flagged last week that Perth's Optus Stadium would be the backup if the MCG couldn't host the game with fans. Yesterday, it was confirmed the Grand Final is heading west. Yep, and McLaughlin and Victorian Sports Minister Martin Pakula said they gave the MCG every chance to host the Grand Final, but with COVID case numbers in Victoria still a concern, the decision was made to move the match to Perth. Last year, the Gabba in Brisbane became the first ground outside of Victoria to host the grand final, but McLaughlin says it will be back in Melbourne next season. The deciding factor this year was having a crowd, McLaughlin saying, quote, what we won't do is play a grand final in front of no people. The WA government has been quick to ban fans from games this season. Just back in May, the local derby between the Eagles and Dockers was played in front of empty stands when a security guard and two close contacts tested positive. Now, if something like that did happen in the lead up to the grand final, McLaughlin said, we feel we're in safe hands, but we know there's a risk and if it happens, we'll deal with it. McLaughlin said the time of the grand final is still being figured out, but it won't be a 2.30pm start in the eastern states, with it likely to be a twilight start time. McLaughlin said the grand final parade will happen in Perth, and let's slip the Brownlow Medal Awards night will be held in Perth on Monday, September 19. He sort of looked to his team and said, has that been announced? (laughs) Well, it has now. (laughs) With Melbourne missing out, the contract to hold the AFL grand final at the MCG has been extended. It now runs until 2059. 
time. Today's trivia question, before last year at the Gabba, when was the only other time the AFL Grand Final wasn't played at the MCG? We're after the year on this one. Any ideas, Gabs? Well, I can't really remember anything since I was born, so I'm not going to give my age away. I'm going to go 1963. The answer at the end of today's show. Let's stick with AFL, where GWS Giants forward Toby Green has been suspended for three matches for making contact with an umpire in his side's elimination final win over the Swans on the weekend. It means he won't play again this season, even if the Giants make the grand final. But Gabs, this might not be the end of the story. No, and there could be a lot more to come if the AFL decides to appeal what they think is too short a ban. Let's go back to Tuesday morning when the case was held. So Green actually pleaded not guilty to the charge of making intentional contact with umpire Matt Stevich, who thought the contact was only minor. But after about four hours, the tribunal decided that Green was guilty of intentionally making aggressive, demonstrative and disrespectful contact. The league wanted him banned for at least six matches, but Green's legal team said a fine would have been a better punishment. Green was suspended for three matches, which means he'll miss the Giants' semi-final against Geelong on Friday night. Yeah, the Giants then said they wouldn't challenge the decision, and Green apologised for his actions. While they were happy to move on, the AFL's boss was not. No, McLaughlin said he found the decision perplexing and that the shortness of the ban didn't send a strong enough message to kids and players in lower grade competitions. Now, appealing the tribunal's decision is pretty rare. It's actually only happened once, and that was back in 2017 when Richmond's Basha Hooley had a two-game ban increased to four weeks at the AFL Appeals Board. McLaughlin said a decision on a possible appeal would be made later today. Gabs, can you believe we've hit nearly 50 episodes of Sport Today since we came back in late June? Is this another trivia question? No, it's not, but it's true. (laughs) Well, we'd love some feedback to hear how we're going. So there's a link in the episode notes to a quick survey to fill out. To sweeten the deal, you could win a $200 Dan Murphy's gift voucher. What would you buy with that, Gabs? Uh, Let's just say there would be some guava involved in that. (laughs) I like your thinking there, Gabs. Uh, All right, check out the survey. But for right now, it's back to the show. It's been a mixed 24 hours for Australians at the US Open tennis major in New York. A world number one Ash Barty made it through to the second round, as did Alexander Popperin and Isla Tomljanovic. But four other Aussies lost, including Nick Kyrgios, who left Flushing Meadows with an unwanted record gabs. Yeah, he lost to Spain's Roberto Bautista Agut 6-3, 6-4, 6-love. And that makes it the fewest games Kyrgios has won in a completed Grand Slam match. The match started just before 11pm local time because some of the matches before went longer than expected. And Kyrgios made it pretty clear he wasn't a fan of the start time or that he had to walk to the corners of the court for his towel to wipe off his sweat. Normally, the ball kids would carry the towels, but they don't these days because of COVID. He argued with the chair umpire for most of the night, and we can't repeat on here what he said after he was hit with a penalty for taking too long to serve. Fair to say it was pretty colourful language. Yeah, Kyrgios said having to get his own towel made him take longer and pointed out what had happened in an earlier match when Greece's Stefanos Tsitsipas slowed the game down by regularly using the bathroom breaks and medical timeouts in his five-set win over Andy Murray. The match lasted more than five hours in hot and humid conditions and Tsitsipas's stalling tactics did not sit well with Murray, the 2012 US Open champion. Uh, no, they did not. Uh, Murray said... 
I think he's great for the game, but I have zero time for that stuff at all. I lost respect for him. Murray, Kyrgios and Aussies, John Millman, James Duckworth and Astra Sharma were all knocked out on day one, but Barty won in straight sets, beating Vera Svonareva. There are seven Aussies in action on day two, with Barty and Tomljanovic already winning. World number one men's player Novak Djokovic is also playing today from around 9am, but that could be pushed back depending on other results. We've popped a link in the episode notes to the full schedule of day two. Into cricket, where South African fast bowler Dale Steyn has announced his retirement from the sport. Steyn hasn't played a test match since 2019, but finishes his career with 439 wickets. That's the most by any South African and the eighth most test wickets of all time. And of those top eight bowlers, he has the best strike rate, which means he took a wicket every 42.3 deliveries that he bowled. That's roughly every seven overs. Steyn made the announcement on Twitter quoting a Counting Crow song in his post. The 38-year-old said COVID-19 and all the challenges that came with it meant cricket wasn't fun anymore for him, saying, quote, and if it's not fun, then it's not worth doing. It wasn't too fun for batsmen either who had to face him over the years, but some have shared their respect for staying through social media. Former Aussie cricketer Shane Watson posted on Instagram, Dale Stain was consistently the best bowler I faced throughout my career. I feel like he never bowled me a bad ball. Fez, how would you have gone facing him? Uh, not well, Gabs. <laughs> Stain says he might become a coach later on, but for now is happy to play the role of dog dad. That sounds pretty appealing. Oh, Sammy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Now a quick look at some of the events worth checking out at the Tokyo Paralympics today and at 2.15pm, Australia's women's goalball team, the Bells, play their quarterfinal against Turkey. For those unfamiliar with goalball, it's a team sport for blind and visually impaired athletes. Two teams of three play on a volleyball-sized court with the object of the game to roll a ball, which is around the size of a basketball with two bells in it, over the opposition's goal line and into a net. The defenders try and hear the ball coming and use their bodies to block it. The Aussies had won a match in 25 years but won two in the group stage and now face the defending champs in the quarters. Yeah, and at 7.31pm, Tim Hodge is set to compete in the men's 200-metre individual medley SM9 final. Hodge was born with three fingers on his right hand and at the age of four and a half had his right leg amputated below the knee. He took up swimming and now the 20-year-old is one of the best in the world. He's already won bronze at these games in the men's S9 100 metres backstroke. And at 9.45pm, it's the quarterfinal of the men's wheelchair basketball between Australia's team, the Rollers, and Japan. The winner of the match will face the winner of Great Britain and Canada on Friday in the semi-final. And now the answer to today's trivia question. Before last year, when was the last time the AFL Grand Final wasn't held at the MCG? Gabs, what would you say? I said 1963, which I'm starting to think is way off the mark. No, AFL Grand Final, Gabs. Uh, 1991 was the last time it was held at the VFL Park. Can you name the winner? Uh Hollingwood? Hawthorne. Hawthorne beat West Coast 139 to 86 in front of 75,000 fans. Well, well, at least I was not close at all in any of my (laughs) guesses. (laughs) All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again tomorrow.